When we talk about the Maldives, most people may think of the perfect beach holiday destination. But beyond the five-star resorts, turquoise waters and white sand lies major geopolitical interests. Strategically located in the central Indian Ocean, this nation of nearly 1,200 islands and a little more than half a million people sits astride one of the world's busiest shipping routes between east and west. And it's turned into a political battleground between India and China. Since President Ibrahim Mohamed Saleh took office in 2018, he's been viewed as supportive of closer ties with India. New Delhi has been slowly developing its influence on different fronts. But the result of the October 1st presidential election may be about to change that. Opposition leader Mohamed Mozu came out victorious. He's widely seen as supportive of closer ties with China. He championed an India-out campaign against New Delhi's military presence in the country. As preparations for Moezu's swearing-in ceremony on November the 17th are underway, Talk to Al Jazeera travels to the Maldives to find out how the regional dynamics will change under his administration and how that may impact the country and its people. In his first exclusive interview with international media, the president-elect of the Maldives, Mohamed Moezu, talks to Al Jazeera. Mohamed Moazou, President-elect of the Maldives, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Let's start with the changing foreign policy of the Maldives. We understand one of your campaign promises has been that Indian troops should leave the Maldives. When will they leave, sir? Our foreign policy um, right now doesn't serve our people. We need a foreign Why is policy. That, sir? Because uh, we see that um, our national interests are not being protected. Uh, we have a serious doubt about our independence being uh, secured, our sovereignty being in question. Um, Do you think Indian troops represent a threat to Maldivian sovereignty? Well, any foreign troops, we don't want it to be here. We, we see it as a threat and the people of the Maldives do not want any foreign troops to be in our soils. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Whether it's Indian or any other country, doesn't matter. At the moment, we have Indian troops here. The president himself has stated this. They're here. Maybe he's mentioning that it's for other purposes, but it doesn't matter for us. We don't want any foreign troops to be here. And that's the main reason, one of the main reasons the public didn't want uh, this government to continue for the next term. So that's one of the main um, issues that's on our agenda of a foreign policy. And um, I will make sure that we find a way diplomatically to talk with the Indian government to remove them from ourselves as soon as we can. When will you officially request then Indian troops to leave? Will it be day one of your presidency, November 17th? Definitely day one. And I've, I've actually met with the Indian High Commissioner a few days ago um, during this transition period. And in that meeting itself, I have mentioned that uh, we, we will uh, need this to be our topmost priority. and. They have uh, positively noted that and they have said that uh, they will work together with us to find a way forward with this. I know I've asked you before, but I'm going to try and put it in a different way. Would you say that you're, you would like to see Indian troops leave the Maldives within a year of you taking office? Is I that Definitely, even if it's possible, within the, same, within the first week. That's how serious force it is. 
Explain to viewers why the presence of Indian troops you feel is a threat to Maldivian sovereignty. Um, we have been a very peaceful country for centuries and we never had any foreign troops in our soils. We are a very small nation. Uh, we do not have a very big uh, uh, military setup and any foreign troop seen in our soils, we don't see, feel ourselves secure. So we don't want any foreign troops to be here because of that. And um, to have how many, we don't, we don't know how many of them are here. And uh, we have we received so many reports about several thousand, several hundreds. And you don't even know how that, many Indian no, troops because, are in the Because um, when even the media requests for details, it's censored. They have to go to the Supreme Court to get some information. That, that's how, how much it's been censored. And, we hope it's really untrue that there are so many of them. We hope it's only, one, I don't know, 10, 20 maximum, we hope, because we don't want so many, um, you know, even when, when, when I'm into the actual business of finding out how many of them are here and how to um, remove them here, we don't want it to be a really big burden. We know that India has projects going on in the Maldives. They're helping to build a naval harbor for the Maldivian forces, training for Maldivian troops. Will these kinds of initiatives also end? No, I don't want any development projects to be cancelled or stopped. But I'm, I'm talking clear. about military cooperation. We'll come to the development in a minute, but military cooperation. Military cooperation um, has always been there with uh, different countries. Um, it should be there. Military cooperation with uh, other countries is needed and it's important. Will you expand your military cooperation with other countries to balance your military cooperation? Countries like China, for example. See, uh, we are a very small nation. We don't want to be entangled with other, you know, bigger countries. Uh, we we want to be neutral with that, and uh, we don't want to uh, bring in other military uh, presence or cooperation to be established just to balance with India. That's not our policy. It's been said that your administration will represent a tilt towards China. How do you see that? I think that's not the way I'm definitely going to run the country. Uh, it's a pro-Maldives policy for me. Uh, we will not side with any particular country um, to please them. It's, uh, you know, the Maldives first. We want our policies to be, uh, our, our country's uh, national interests to be uh, safely secured. That's my policy. And with that, any country that's going to be, you know, fully respectful of that will be our good friend. You've also promised while you were campaigning to fix the trade imbalance with India. How do you propose to do that? Well, um, I've met with the High Commissioner, as I just mentioned a few days ago, and I highlighted this very important point. Um, more than roughly half of our uh, debt um, right now is uh, borrowed loans from India. And um, I've uh, mentioned to him that we need to find a way to uh, move ahead with this because we don't want our economy to be so tilted at one side as it is now. And uh, they are very open for that. What um, are you looking for? A rescheduling of... I think Indian debt? I think it should be, yes, we need to find a way to refinance them uh, and maybe, I don't know if possible, to waive off some of the 
Lawrence, uh, make it as easy as possible for us. And I think, uh, and they've clearly mentioned to me during the meeting, they will find a way forward for us. But President-elect, looking at it from the outside, one might ask, how will you eject the Indian troops? And at the same time, you'll be asking them for maybe better terms in terms of your loan and your debt obligations to India. Do you think they will have an incentive? I think they have, and they have clearly mentioned that in the, in the very first meeting I had with the High Commissioner. Do you think, though, some of the Indian, the level of Indian investment might decrease? They're, they have a lot of investments in the Maldives, the Greater Malay Connectivity Project. You have lines of credit. Do you think any of that might decrease? I really don't think they will do that also. And I think they will even be interested in giving more uh, uh, line of credits maybe and even invest here in the tourism sector or in the other areas of the development. Um, see, we, need, we, we always had a very good relationship with India for many years and um, I don't want that to be any different. It's only because of these sovereignty issues we have. And um, I will definitely um, be very positive towards the development assistance from India. And I think we will always have that going ahead. You've been quoted before as saying that you would like to strengthen ties with China. Does that mean you'll at least perhaps even move closer to China? How would you like to strengthen ties? See, China has been a very close friend of the Maldives, so as almost all the other countries. And uh, we have had a lot of uh, assistance from China recently, um, except for this government's period. And I think uh, their development assistance has helped us a lot. And I think Chinese um, policy towards the, towards the Maldives and other countries mainly is, is how it should be, not interfering with the domestic issues, not uh, putting us uh, this big question of, of, about how our sovereignty is being um, uh, put into question. And we want a, a very good relationship with all the countries. China is a very big country and other countries as well to make sure that we get the maximum benefit. It should be a mutually beneficial foreign policy. And I think um, that's the way forward with every country. We've got to talk about some critical issue related to corruption. When the presidency was last occupied by a candidate of your party, the Progressive Party for the Maldives, the country's ranking in Transparency International's Corruption Index was at a poor 124th position. Today, as you head towards assuming the presidency, you're at a better position of 85th. What do you say, though, Mr. Moizu, to those who are worried that progress in fighting corruption might be jeopardized as the Progressive Party heads back into the presidency again? Um, see, uh, my policy towards, uh, the, uh, you know, generally for the whole, you know, uh, government is to make it very clean, very clean and um, transparent and um, accountable. And I think um, if I'm going to be having this uh, approach towards uh, stopping corruption, I will definitely uh, make sure that every office of the government is uh, addressing it the same way. Will you I bring in specific legislation, for example, as being one of the 
calls by international organizations, specific legislation to facilitate the recovery of assets and the proceeds of crime and corruption. Their criticism, anti-corruption watchdogs, are that it sometimes takes too long to seize assets when corruption has been detected. Uh, well, this government got five years and they haven't re recovered almost any any uh, lost uh, assets. Will you change that around? Definitely, I want to make sure that it's very much uh, you know fast-checked. How? Will you move to bring in new laws? On that, if needed, but I think the laws are enough. Uh, it's not a because it's not because of any legislative uh, uh, issues. Um, I they think say there's a lack of legal clarity as to the process of asset recovery. You don't see that there is a need for new legislation to or regulation to clarify that process of I asset recovery. I don't think uh, it's because of any lack of uh, clarity. Also, um, if there's a genuine uh, effort been put in to re uh, recover all these lost assets and so on. It could be done easily and um, we need that genuine approach. We need our uh, the whole apparatus of the government to be genuinely towards stopping corruption and that's my policy and I will make sure that it happens this time. Has the Progressive Party of the Maldives learnt from the lessons, the issues the convictions as well as allegations that were made against the former president, Abdullah Amin Abdul Gayoum, related to corruption? Well, I think um, we, we will look into all these issues for when this government has, uh, you know, more issues. And I think everyone, including their own party, MDP members, they are mentioning that in the parliament itself, for example, mm. that they have been, you know, stealing from the public's, uh, public finance has never been before. And um, for example, during the COVID period, billions of rupiah has been lost and nobody knows what's happened. The ventilators are supposed to be here, but still it's not here and we don't know what happened to them. That's one example. Mm. So I will make sure that uh, uh, the government is very responsible and look into all this. I mean, we, we don't want our public uh, finance to be public money to be misused and my government will be definitely uh, uh, a clean government and uh, we will not hold any information from the media or anybody if any any media or any authority will want to know anything about what's going in the government it will be easily available but you're also on the record of saying that you will seek to set the former president free explain to viewers why someone who is convicted of corruption should be set free, especially if you want to enhance the anti-corruption drive? Oh, well, see, um, if, if that's the topic, I think um, that uh, issue is different, uh, not completely, as you have mentioned, it's a politically motivated uh, charge that's been put on him. And uh, we see that very clearly. From you think the conviction was politically motivated? Yes. Do you, do you think the judicial system in the Maldives is free and fair then? Not at the moment. And I will make sure that it's free and fair from day one. And I will definitely put in measures to make sure that it's free and fair. What um, measures will you bring in? Well, one thing is the Judicial Service Commission is very much political. I will change the laws. Right. I'll change the law to make it clearly uh, uh, removed from political 
influence. That's one thing. The administration of judiciary will be clearly removed from Judicial Service Commission. And such and such other measures will be put in. So will you agree with the recommendations by the UN Special Rapporteur on the independence of judges who wrote in February of this year that the Judicial Services Commission, the commission you mentioned, which maybe we should explain for you, is that's the body that appoints and removes judges. I mean, she agrees with you. She said it is politicized. But she says that it should be composed entirely of former judges. It should not have any political figures. Exactly. Is that something it you will work on? should not have any political figures, yes. And you give a guarantee that you will, you will transform this body? Of course, yes. And that's what I pledge in the campaign as well. But then if you th believe, sir, the conviction of, of Yamin Abdul Gayoum was political, wouldn't it be better to work through the judicial system and the evidence to get him released through a judicial process rather than, as it's been reported, that you requested to have him moved to, to house arrest. Now, you see, um, the judicial process and the laws allows the, uh, the government, mm. the president, to change where somebody is being kept, uh, you know, whether moving from the jail to house arrest or so on. Right. That's something that is allowed in the law. But to release somebody completely, to make him free, to cancel what has been, uh, you know, the verdict, that's, of course, up to the judges. Okay. Let's talk about the threat of climate change. Well, there's a lot of, as you, I'm sure, are aware, a lot of warnings from international organizations, predictions that by 2050, 80% of the Maldives will be uninhabitable. Do you have a plan to counter that? Well, it's always been the same story, and um, we, we are very... Do you not buy into that, those predictions? I think not... NASA have made them... Well... To be honest, I don't think they're that much accurate. And it's always been the story 50 years ago as well. And um, we don't see that civil rights going out that much. And it's been the same. Why do you disagree with those predictions? Tell me, what is it that the world is missing in this story? I think if people come here and see for themselves, they'll see that it's not true, the Maldives, to be that serious. Of course, we, need, we, we take it very seriously, the climate uh, issues and we need more uh, focus on climate adaptation. And I think uh, our policy has been that, uh, that way always. And I think we, when whatever development projects, whether it's a resort development or infrastructure development, we always make sure that uh, we uh, treat the, uh, our environment very seriously and we take measures to protect our environment. We, we don't have enough land. So what we do is, um, to create land, uh, even for resorts. That's the trend um, in some areas of the, island of the country. But whatever we do, we make sure that the corals are protected. But the, development... the, state, the, the facts or the figures that have come out, President, like talk about massive coral bleaching has already happened. Even the former president of Maldives, Mohammed Nasheed, said 90% of the islands have already experienced severe erosion. Yeah, that's because not what we have been doing. It's because of the global, global uh, approach to this climate issue. For sure, but is it you know is that not still an existential challenge for the Maldives, or have we got? It the is a challenge, wrong? and it's something the international leaders need to seriously help us with. Do you think the Maldivian nation? in a sense, is a victim of what the wealthier nations in the world have been doing. Definitely.
there was a prediction, there was a commitment actually, there was a commitment that by 2030, Maldives will be able to reach zero emissions if the Maldives gets technical and financial support from the world. Are, are you getting the technical and financial support you need? Not even close. So if you're not even close to getting the help you need, is the Maldives still on track for zero emissions by 2030, as officials have previously um, committed to? Well, uh, well, I'll look into that. I, mean, I don't think that debt may be as practical as it mm. has to be. But of course, uh, we need that to be achieved. What can you do differently from previous administrations to help move the country to that sort of target date? We will invest more uh, our own funding, government funding, in um, um, renewable energy and other adaptive measures. And um, also we will uh, collaborate with every development agency and international body related to this and find a way to fast track the assistance that we need. Let's talk about what Maldives means to the world. You've succeeded in the Maldives in becoming a success story of turning a small island nation into a massive global brand. Yeah. What's been the secret for your success? I think it's just our natural beauty and the, the hospitality of the people. Uh, it's been really the key. And with the airport, uh, uh, been under construction, the expansion of it, which I will uh, do my best to speed up. Uh, its completion and its opening will, you know, open a big gate for us to expand the tourism sector. So there may be further demands on your spending going forward. Let's talk a little bit about the economy if we can. The economy has grown by 5.5% in the first quarter of 2023. Poverty rates have fallen you're on course for 2.1% poverty rate this year. But at the same time, you've got some challenges. Inflation is rising as the global rise of commodity prices goes up. Debt payments are becoming a strain. Reserves have fallen. What is your plan to manage some of these fiscal pressures? Definitely the economy is in a very serious condition and we will um, First of all, we will make sure that we don't spend uh, on unnecessary uh, um, areas that uh, that needs to be stopped. And I think... What are the unnecessary I areas? Think, Some uh, international institutions have called for an end to the blanket subsidies. Is that something you're thinking of? I think they're spending too much on some of the recurrent uh, expenses, too, much, too, too many uh, political appointees and so on and so on. I think uh, they, they've been borrowing from the... Uh, central bank for paying the, for the salaries and so on. These kind of uh, things don't, should not happen. Uh, we get enough uh, revenue from the tourism and so on, which, which is enough to manage the day-to-day -day, uh, expenses. And, um, but you're not thinking of touching subsidies? Subsidies? Uh, no, I, think, I don't think uh, we will do that. Uh, or raising taxes? We will not raise tax, but we'll increase the tax base. Um, we have many resources to come into existence there under construction. Uh, we will invest more in the fishery sector. And uh, I think our income can increase a lot um, by 
you know, investing more in these two sectors. When it comes to press freedoms, what do you say to international human rights organizations who say there needs to be reform to the Freedom of Peaceful Assembly Act because it requires people in the Maldives to get a permit first in order to hold protests and rallies. Is that something that you would commit to changing now? I've already publicly committed to that during the campaign and um, I will make sure that it's cancelled. You know, anybody should be able to, everybody should be able to express whatever they want within the laws. And, uh, you know, the freedom of assembly should be, uh, you know, unconditional right. And uh, it will be, I will put it on the parliament and I hope the parliament will accept it. So President-elect, what will the Maldives be a symbol of going forward in the future under your leadership? We want to be, you know, respected, uh, all our neighbours and the whole international community to be our friends and we want to have a very close relationship with the whole world. What, what about the geopolitical struggle? You're in a very strategic position, aren't you? One of the key trading routes and you've I, got two major powers, India and China, not very far away from you. Do you feel sometimes like you're caught in a dynamic that you prefer not to be part of? Well, um, it may be so, but we we don't want to be caught caught in that, and we we don't think uh, I don't think we will have any issues with that because if we, if our policy is promote this and it's only our our interest that we put first, I think everybody else will respect it, and um, we can easily go ahead with all the powers and all the you know forces that surround us. President-elect of the Maldives, Mohamed Maizu, thank you so much for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.